recordings. <laughs> oh, love it. Great. Oh, man. Yeah, it was. I don't know if you heard me. Um, I said it, it was raining up here this morning, too. Yeah. Uh, and I was still laying in bed. And then I remembered, oh, fuck the window. Um, our, our leaky window where the water's been coming in through it. But thankfully, I, I still had the cups in place to to catch anything that came in. Good, good. But it is still leaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the contractor that I had come out for a quote who said he would get back to me last Wednesday still has not. So that's fucking great. Yeah, awesome. Uh uh, yeah, we have a uh, we have a leaky window too. So, but I don't. But it it doesn't leak all the time. Like it could like be torrential downpour and then it leaks, or it could be torrential downpour and nothing happens. Like I don't get it. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So how do we want to do this? Since this is our our first uh, made for Patreon extra do we do we just want to get into it do we want to do a little overview of the movie first what do you um, think yeah i think we can we'll we'll get started like the normal way so i'll say welcome to no hugging no learning should i still say it's the show about one thing watching seinfeld for the first time because today it's not yeah but it is about watching b movie for the first time and so are, <laughs> are our roles kind of reversed where you've seen this maybe multiple times and i've never seen it I, I guess so, yeah. Wow, how um, many times do you think you've seen it? Uh, only a handful. Um, okay. I definitely forgot the entire ending, though. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're getting, <laughs> uh, watching uh, through the movie last night. And, well, I was. I, I, yeah. I shouldn't say we, because Grace went to bed way before I started She wasn't interested. This. No, she was not interested <laughs> at all. I, I don't know why. Has um, she seen it? Oh, yeah, she's seen it. Wow. Uh, I, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I guess we got to the end of Act 2, and I thought that was the whole movie. And then I looked, I'm like, oh, it's only been 49 <laughs> minutes? Oh, my God. I noticed, too, that there was about a half uh. hour left when I thought the movie should be wrapping up. I was like, what's there left to do? And, uh, uh. yeah, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're reminded what's going to happen when the bees are not a part of our <laughs> ecosystem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which was a, which yeah, was a really. stark reminder for a random Tuesday afternoon for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so... Well, I, let me I, ask I'm you just, this. Do you know how old you were on November 2nd, 2007? Uh, I had not turned whatever that year yet because yeah. my birthday is December 20th, so 2007... Uh, November 2007, I would be 14. Okay. I was 26, so... <laughs> B movie's so a little not bit really... old to be watching B-movie, yeah. I think. Not really in my wheelhouse as far as my interest at the time uh, might have gone. Um, so that's that's why I missed it. 14 may be pushing it just a little bit, considering especially this is like a G-rated movie, but... You is know, it G I... or is it PG? I thought, I thought I read it was G. Maybe, I... wait, it might be PG. Hang on, let me... Let me see, because you know what I, I read. Um, eh, where's the damn rating? Oh, PG. It is PG. It is PG. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say because so, there's there's yeah. some stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't know if you could do that in a G rated. I don't know what you can do in a G rated movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. Even some G rated movies, um, you know, I'm kind of shocked at what what makes it in there. So I don't even know what the difference is, and I don't <laughs> think they really, the MPAA doesn't really pay that much attention. They're probably more 
um, anal about the PG thirteen R line rather than the yeah, GPG yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to point out before we really get into things, uh, the featured cast members that Google lists for this. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Patrick Warburton, Renee Zellweger, obviously like ma- main three. Number four is Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a spoiler alert, I think. I- I'm glad I didn't look at that before. Well, I don't know. I-, I-, I guess I wouldn't have been too upset because it it still would have been a surprise. Well, no, because even when I was watching it, I was like, and not to get again too far ahead of ourselves, but I was like, whoa, why the burn on Ray Liotta? That's kind of weird um <laughs> but then he pops up later on and it didn't even really sound like him all right i, I don't know i mean i guess we've just kind of started um <laughs> yeah so not, here let me let, yeah. let me do like what i had kind of prepared for okay. for the beginning of this and then we'll just kind of get in we can zip around b pun uh like a b, yeah like a b yeah you know like like a b does uh so let me just do some stuff real quick here um where is it at okay so as you said original release date in theaters november 2nd 2007 b movie starring jerry seinfeld and renee zellweger uh if you're looking on imdb (laughs) out of 149,000 reviews b movie has a 6.1 out of 10 if you're looking at rotten tomatoes out of 174 critic reviews it is 49 percent rotten Uh, Out of over 250,000 audience ratings, it is sitting at a 53%. And if you're looking at Metacritic, it has a 54 Metascore and a user score of 6.6. So uh, higher than, very middle of the road, higher than I expected it to be. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. I, I expected it to be much lower, but watching back through it last night, I like I said I totally forgot the ending but it wasn't a bad movie definitely mm-hmm. one of the most memed movies I think um do you remember the time of the internet going back a couple of years whenever every meme was a B movie meme yes yeah yeah God. I do um I was looking that up it was like in 2015 is really when it started getting memed a lot <laughs> that's when people were posting the entire screenplay yeah, on facebook yeah. <laughs> what a what a simple time i, I want to go back to uh b movie memes part of the internet like because yeah. that's pre everything really going to shit i think yeah and there were like multiple think pieces written about it in like variety <laughs> and stuff and people trying to figure out why and people were like well you know it's 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 um you know uh whatever it is, eight years, you know, eight, nine, ten years past its release date. Those people have grown up. They've grown sensitive humor, you know, and it's it's a weird movie. A bee falls in love with a human woman, and it's just an odd thing that people just latched onto. You know, it's one of those movies that you you might have watched as a kid, and then a few years later, you know, you grow up, and you, you revisit it, and you're like, well, that's, that's not how I remember it. That doesn't hold up, or it's really funnier than, you know... Why did this exist back then? Like Sarah and I, I think I talk about it a lot, maybe on the podcast. Like we do this with our kids now. We're like, oh, I love this movie when I was a kid. And then I watch it again. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? That was like stupid and absurd. And just like even for kids, even for kids entertainment, it was bad. Like, like, why did I like that? And I think that's probably something people did with B-Movie. Oh, man. In 2016, a YouTube user avoided all costs uploaded the video. And this was a huge B-Movie moment. 
It was called the entire B movie, but every time they say B, it gets faster. And <laughs> well, in- <laughs> I think that was like the beginning of that trend because it went from B movie and then it, it switched to Shrek shortly after. It was that every time they said Shrek? No, it, it was like um, uh, Shrek, but every time they take a step, uh, oh it, 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 was, it wasn't always every time they say something, yeah. but it was like every time something happens, like yeah. a, like a, a varying factor between all the videos. Um, but yeah, I, I think this B-movie one was the first one of those. And it, B-movie, that makes B-movie a 90-minute movie into a seven-minute movie, if you're curious, <laughs> like seven and a half minutes, something like that. And it, it garnered 17 million views in just about a year. Probably all of those in the first month or something like that. But um, I couldn't find the original. But the you know if you want to watch that, it is on. Um, there are multiple clones up on YouTube. And I did see also Lord of the Rings. But every time they say ring, it speeds up. Um, <laughs> and I want to check that out. But yeah, I, I love that. That's just a funny concept. What was the? Um, wasn't there an All Star one where every time they say something? Oh, there's the been song, so many All Star yeah. ones. Yeah. But what's Again, the speed like up coming- one? Uh, there, there's been many, uh, again, many coming of out of this, okay. but I, I saw like, uh, uh, all-star, but every time he says all-star, it speeds up. I've seen <laughs> yeah, yeah. all-star, but all the lyrics are in alphabetical order. Yes. I've s- th- there's, uh, all-star, but every time you cringe, the song ends and it's just like one second long. <laughs> My favorite one is the alphabetical order one and all the these in a row, like he separated all the... <laughs> I think I saw one that did that. So it's like, da, 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 da. Um, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, all the hey's in a row and all the now's at a different part much later. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I might as well throw this in. Despite the resurgence, Jerry Seinfeld says he never wants to make a sequel because it would take away from the uniqueness of the original. <laughs> I was looking at this. I was looking at this. Um, yeah. It's on... Uh, I had the article up. Oh, yeah, Cartoon Brew. Um, and uh, I-, I actually scrolled down to the comments. Uh, I mean, not before seeing an incredible picture of Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock dressed up as real-life Barry B. Benson and Moose Blood. I remember I don't know, that. I don't know what that's from. I want to say it was like something like the like Nickelodeon or MTV or something like that because the marketing for this, let me tell you, I definitely remember. <laughs> I mean, you were 14. Maybe you do, but like, the marketing push behind this movie was like next level. Jerry Seinfeld was everywhere. Like, I mean, Letterman, Len- like every late night talk show, every daytime talk show, every pl- and he would he would sometimes yeah. dress in this B costume. And I remember seeing, and I remember one time, I want to say it was maybe on Letterman, he was going to like zip line across Broadway or something like that in the B costume. Maybe he did. <laughs> I don't remember, but like everything was B movie for like, uh, you know, from <laughs> the end of summer all the way up until it came out. God damn. Yeah, it was crazy. There is one review on this Cartoon Brew article that I want to read from five years ago. Uh, The username is Fried. Uh, But it's... uh, B-Movie wasn't great, and his view on the fan base might be misguided. Talking about, like, um, the uh, ironic love of it. Um, But they continue, But it's weird to be mocking one of the few people who actually has standards of ending things when they should end. (laughs) Especially since we're at a time where Pixar has been releasing more sequels than any other studio right now. Yeah. Um, Obviously, coming five years ago, that was, I think, right whenever they announced Toy Story 4 and maybe Mm -hmm. Monsters University had just Mm -hmm. come out. But before they were, like, really back into their, uh, their current swing, really, of new IP. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is that is pretty funny. But it, it, I mean, could you imagine? What do you think a B movie sequel would do? I think it would do about the same as a Space oh. Jam sequel. Oh, hang on, because on ideas.fandom.com slash wiki slash B underscore movie underscore two, parentheses, 2022 DreamWorks animated film. no. I gotta read this to you. Barry B. Benson is now the most famous bee in the human world. However, a spider plans to crush Barry's fandom. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I I don't I don't know. That there's can't there's be real. There's there's oh it's not. It's an idea. Oh, it's an oh. idea wiki. But oh. uh, listen to this cast though. Everything is pretty much the same. Uh, Jerry is Barry Benson. Renee Zellweger is Vanessa. Uma Thurman as Spiderina Carlson. <laughs> uh, Patrick Warburton returning as Ken. Matthew Broderick returning as Adam Flayman. Uh, Michael Richards as Bud Ditchwater. Right. Uh, Jason Alexander as Billy B. Benson. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing uh, one of the many cousins in the B community. Yes. Uh, Brian Dennehy as Mayor B. Benson. Wayne Knight as King B. And who do you think Wayne Knight's Queen B. is going to be, Tim? Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Nope. Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce, of course. <laughs> Brian Dennehy, by the way, is dead, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Back to the drawing board on that one, but um, uh, pretty incredible. Cletus, Bar- Cletus Bartholomew is God. Conrad Vernon is Freddy. Uh, Chris Rock returning is Mooseblood. Larry Miller is Dean Buswell. Uh, Rip Torn, R.I.P. Uh, yes. R.I.P. Torn as Lou Lo- <laughs> uh, Lou Loduca, the guy who sends off the the pollen jocks. Right. Uh, Larry King. Again, R.I.P. Oh, as man. B. Larry King. We really missed the boat on, on this sequel. <laughs> uh, Kathy Bates, I think R.I.P. as Janet B. Benson. Oh, good question. Did Kathy, did Kathy Bates die, or is she just one of the people who everyone always thinks she's dead? I think it's the, the second one. She is still alive in 73. Wow. But she's had so many, like, we she's had so her. many false <laughs> death rumors. Uh, yeah. she, she's the new fucking... I don't know. Now, maybe? Uh, no, she, um, uh, diabetes guy. Oh, Wilford Brimley, yeah. Yeah, she's the new Wilford Brimley just in terms of how many death hoaxes she has. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Bettany as himself and Paul Rudd as Baskin Robbins' manager because apparently B-Movie 2 enters the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, why, but why is Paul <laughs> Bettany playing himself? <laughs> Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Is it? Did they think, his, did they think he pronounced it Paul Bettany? And they were just like, yeah, put him in there because it's kind of spelled like that. Like, no, it's a it's not it's not a hard. E. It's a- <laughs> oh, God. But wow. yeah, I, I, I would love to love to see that. OK, so where do we want to start with the movie itself? Do you, um, you want to you take over? Yeah, I guess I just kind of like I just let it run. And man, I was like running up against the wire, too, because I. You know, I'm, we're, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. We wanted to get this out ASAP, and yeah. um, and so I like I I was going to watch it last night, and I forgot the Bachelorette finale was on, so I had to watch that instead. And I was like, well, the kids will like B movie, uh, and I was like, hey, I have to watch a, a movie. You want to watch it with me? It's about a B and uh, and um, Declan, <laughs> did, did my four year old, care at all? No, well, yeah, my my four year old was like, no, I want to watch the Lorax, and I was like, well, why don't you watch the Lorax on your pad? And I'll watch B movie on the TV. He's like, no, I'm gonna watch the Lorax on the TV. I'm like, wow. Okay, I'll just take my pad, my my tablet to my office and close the door and watch B movie on a little 
seven inch screen and you watch <laughs> Lorax on the 65 inch screen. <laughs> and thank God nobody else who has my parents password wanted to watch Netflix at that same time because I think they only have a two account limit. And so I would have been totally screwed <laughs> if uh, we would have been in a hissy fit situation if I would had to turn off the Lorax, but, and, and we'd had to pick, but, uh, yeah. So I did notice it. Um, it starts with a modified DreamWorks animation logo where a bee stings the kid on the balloons and then a bee sits on the moon. Um, and it also starts with the bumblebee aviation myth, which I found out, um, w- like made the rounds on Tumblr again, extending B movies, meme status, like, Oh, oh yeah. bumblebees aren't supposed to fly. They're you mean wings like the, the and body. whole narration at the beginning. Yeah, or just that title card where it was all up there. It's like bees are not supposed to be able to fly, but uh, bees don't care what humans think, so they do it anyway. And it is like faux inspirational. Like I've heard that before, but obviously bumblebees do fly, so it's a myth. It's like, uh, no, it's not against the rules of aviation because they do fly. So, you know, make something else up. (laughs) Um, but, But a lot of like actual people on Tumblr thought it was actually inspirational, and so they started posting it. But then the parodies of that, poured out of that making fun of that whole uh concept so um yeah and we meet barry b benson is that right barry b benson <laughs> what's yeah, his middle it, name is it is it b b e e or is it a b period it, it's b period but we don't learn that it's b period uh until the trial up until yeah. then it's just barry benson which i the whole movie i was wondering i'm like it, it is it just like um mandela effect that i thought it was barry b benson uh, yeah yeah uh meme della effect because it was meme all those memes you were like maybe i got <laughs> it was the meme della effect uh he lives with his parents he's graduating when we meet him and we also learn that bees live in houses and drive cars and are told not to fly in the house um and it's this whole world that i i thought i mean it's interesting but also scientifically disproven i'm like how far are we taking the you know um the uh suspension of disbelief in this that like <laughs> about bees and stuff and i guess it's a lot that like no one's ever ex- actually examined a hive and, and we can see this um i did notice kind of that bees and i kind of have the same hair i was like hey that's what i do with my <laughs> <Yeah>. hair <laughs> i did see on i forget where i was reading it but all, all of the bees have either uh, hi- beehives. The women have beehives, and the guys have buzz cuts. Of course, buzz cuts. Uh, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be saying that a lot in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like. yeah. It's gonna be full of puns. I think. Uh, we also meet uh, Barry's friend Adam right away. And what's his last name? Is that punny in some uh, way? Nope. Uh, maybe Adam Layman. Layman. Yeah. L a y m a n. Adam Layman. I don't know what that what that meant. I was like, okay, everyone's it's got to be funny, right? But no, it's I don't think it is. It's just a random last name. I mean, his his parents don't have punny names. Janet Benson and Martin Benson. That's true. Um, they. I guess not everyone can have pun names. It gets very dark right away because they start talking about whether they're going to a, an acquaintance's funeral because he stung a squirrel, and as everybody knows, bees die when they uh, sting people. Um, and so we're introducing the concept that, that bees are going to die like right away in a kid's movie, yeah. you know, oh, excu- <laughs> excuse me, not layman, flamen, flamen. I thought I remembered hearing an F, but I was like, oh, I, I Jesus Christ. Before. Is that what? a pun on Matthew Broderick being gay? 
Matthew, Bro- Matthew Broderick's not gay. He's been married to um, Sarah Jessica Parker for like 30 years. Who am I something. thinking of? Am I thinking of Nathan Lane? Maybe Jesus you're Christ. Of Nathan Lane. I'm thinking of Nathan Lane. You this are whole so time I've been thinking of Nathan Broadway Lane. people. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but but a lot but for sure I think that rumor about Matthew Broderick has been out there. Um, but he but so maybe it is, but yeah, I thought Flamin' A Flamin' a damn Flamin' is that is that anything? <laughs> is that something? God damn it. <laughs> Um, and uh, they are graduating. They're the graduating class of nine fifteen. By the looks on the podium, they have a graduating class of bees every fifteen minutes or so. Uh, and they're now going to be working for Hunex and at the same jobs for the rest of their lives. So not only have we introduced, uh, you know, early death to kids, but now existential capitalist dread as well. Uh, in <laughs> three minutes of this movie. Um, very, what, yeah. what did what did you think of the uh, corporate structure? Because uh, the, the tour guide says, "Welcome to Hunex, a division of Hunesco and part of the Hexagon Group." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they have fun with that a little bit later on too. Uh, I think to even better effect, uh, parodying some real life. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, here's another here's another dismal quote from the very beginning of the movie: "You've worked as hard as you can so that you can work for hard as hard as you can for the rest of your life." And I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> do I really even want intru- to get a job at this point? <laughs> really introducing capitalism to our kids yeah. real early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, man, maybe I shouldn't be working. Maybe Barry's got the right idea. Just escape the hive. Uh, but we all we know that Jerry Seinfeld himself has been very anti-work. Like, that's a thread that weaves its way through. Like he's proud of not having an office job, and he also thinks anybody that gets an office job is a is a schlub and an idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's impossible for everyone to be stand up comics, you know. But he just he's just like, oh, I'm never going to do a day a, an honest day's work in my entire life, and and uh, sort of brags <laughs> about it. Um, I did see there's another here's another great uh, joke in the first like five minutes of the the movie. There's a, a news placard that says B goes berserk. Sting seven, then self, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, remember when? Remember when mass shooting jokes were still funny?" Oh, God, <laughs> that was dark. We were so that was real dark. We were so young in 07. It was like, ah, oh, Sandy Hook hadn't happened yet, and you know, oh, we were we were so so full of life, but we could still laugh at stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Barry and Adam come across the pollen jocks who invite Barry because Barry's pretending to be a pollen jock um, to, uh, I guess, like, essentially they're going to kill him. Like, that's what these pollen jocks want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, bring him out of the hive and see how he can handle it, which is probably not at all for a common drone. Um, I did like the antenna phone device that the bees used to talk to each other with. I, it, it was That is kind of cool. Yeah, the first time I thought it was dumb, I was like, all right. But then the second time he does it, he, like they pull one antenna to their ear and the other to their mouth. And I was like, all right, that's okay. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, and so Barry accepts and he you know, goes out with the pollen jocks the next morning. And did you hear that uh, about this bee? I, I, was, I, I cared about this bee. I, thought, I wanted to know about this. I think a movie about this bee would be better. Uh, Murphy is in a home because he had root beer poured on him. Yeah. <laughs> Your namesake. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and so Barry and, and the pollen jocks leave the hive, and I thought the flying sequences looked great. 
Yeah, yeah, this was really impressive, like, holding up from a 2007 animation, I thought. I mean, you're not really seeing much of the city, like, in in the background, so that that's easily... Um, Easy, easy to hide with mm-hmm. just like basic shapes and colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as um like Secret Life of Pets does an amazing job of like actually rendering the city, the entire city of New York, like down <laughs> to the windowsills. Like, uh, but but it but for what it is, like like you said in 07, I was like, what came out in 07? It was like Shrek three, Ratatouille was 07. I was like, okay, so we're we're well into like computer animation being a thing. But I, like the whole movie looks great. I mean, the little hairs on on all the bees and stuff like it, it really does look not look like a 14 year old movie you know yeah for sure which i, which did I we, found surprising did we sk- uh I, I think we just barely skipped over the job placement board um because yeah. that's that's right before barry decides to go out with the pollen jocks did you get a look uh, at all of the stuff that a bee can that a bee can be <laughs> no i didn't i wanted to i wanted to grab a look at it um i i must not have taken a photo of it just thinking like okay surely there's a a real easy way to hide some some adult jokes in here right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was nothing ah just boring b jobs just boring like b jobs nah. yeah yeah i i did notice that and i was gonna pause it but like i said the time crunch was was coming up on me so i was like i ah, forget it i'd already <laughs> i probably already paused it too much at that point um and Barry gets separated from the group uh, by landing on a tennis ball and getting stuck to it and getting thrown about the city in in various ways. We we hear Patrick Warburton's voice for the first time. We meet Putty um, because a little bit later on, he so he's at that tennis match and then gets thrown all over the city and then somehow ends up at the apartment of the people that happen to have been playing tennis right then. How the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just impossible odds, but it happened. <laughs> in in New York, yeah, y- you find, uh, y- you find their apartment. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. okay. just by chance, he happens to wind up there. But I love this line that Patrick Warburton delivered because it's it's Patrick Warburton, this woman that he's playing tennis with that we haven't met yet, and then two other friends, and he's explaining stuff to them about his resume and stuff. He made it into a brochure, and uh, he's like, "I predicted global warning, warming. I felt it getting hotter. I thought it was just me." And that's totally something to me that Kramer would have said. I'm like, that was a Kramer line right there. I could see that, yeah. Which, by the way, I might as well throw in here, uh, B-Movie is the first motion picture picture script written by Jerry Seinfeld, and he did co-write it with two Seinfeld writers, Spike Ferriston and Andy Robin, also had a hand in the script, along with a guy named Barry Martyr, who was not involved with Hmm. Seinfeld, but um, yeah, was just like uh, another stand-up that he knew. (laughs) As a as a huge sign uh, as a huge Star Wars nerd, what did you think of their Star Wars slander? Oh yeah, yeah. Where uh, he ha- he even has a favorite movie section on his resume. <laughs> on his resume, yeah. and they're like, "What but, do you like, so, Star Wars?" He's like, "No, I don't go for that." Mimics lasers firing is what the script says. <laughs> yeah, I, and it, I don't go for that pew 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 kind of stuff. It went on for a long time though. He's like, "I don't go for that pew 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 pew, pew, pew stuff." <laughs> And I like that aspect of it. Like, he really had to remind them what li- space lasers <laughs> sounded like. Um, and he... he uh, Bear, uh, uh, Putty, what's his name? Ken. Uh, Ken, yep. I'm probably going to call him Putty several times throughout this. <laughs> Ken uh, attempts to kill Barry as he uh, falls into the guacamole dip. But Barry is freed by a woman who tells 
Ken, that all life has value. Who's to say that your life is uh, means any more than this B? And I really, I mean, I you know, you meet people like this in life, and I um I try not to call them stupid to their face, but um I will kill <laughs> any insect that's in my house. Any, <laughs> I'll say any pest. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not that worried about it. Where do you stand on on this? Because it's like a real thing. People are like, oh, we have to catch that spider and put it outside. I'm like, there's a trillion of them out there. Like, it, yeah, it's really I'm, you're not going to make a difference. Yeah, they're getting the big squish if it's up to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I, I just don't understand that people are like, no, bring it outside. Like, let's put ourselves out. Let's really work to, like, catch an insect and put it outside. Like, like it's going to make a difference. Not get eaten by a bird in the next five seconds. But I guess that bird gets another meal. So circle of life. Um, and Barry breaks B law and decides to talk to Vanessa to thank her. And Vanessa thinks she's dreaming at first and stabs herself with a fork, which I want to know how many kids tried after seeing this. Yeah, that's, that's got to be something that definitely led to the PG rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Because it, it, it surprised me, too. I, I forgot it happened. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's a very shocking moment. Um, but she uh, becomes comfortable with a bee talking to her very quickly, like within an hour or so, maybe. Maybe less. To I'd, I'd say within fucking three minutes. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she stabs herself with the fork, she's like, oh, okay, this is totally normal. Yeah. No, she, she doesn't go through the, the steps of like, oh, I'm alive. I'm just insane now. Yeah. Although she does pour coffee on the floor instead of in the mug. So she is freaking out a little <laughs> bit at the end of the scene. But the next scene is them just like old friends just chatting up on the rooftop terrace. I liked... Uh, Barry's delivery of whatever weird like Guatemalan watermelon joke he was telling oh yeah we come in on the this was a very Seinfeld scene to me we come in on the end of it and he's like I told you I was marrying a Guatemalan why did I marry a watermelon like just the fact that those two words sound kind of similar somewhat the same yeah (laughs) this is a joke that we'd come in on at the end of in Seinfeld I feel like and then she's even like oh so that's bee humor he's like yeah that's the kind of stuff we do I like that let me let me let me read you let me read you the script note on it it says Vanessa's more confused than amused Barry gestures indicating his joke is done yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I like that you know he's still pleased with it and he understands that she may not get it and I like the yeah that's the kind of stuff we do you know um and Vanessa, and this is where we learn her name is Vanessa. Finally, I think. Um, and we cut back to the hive where we get a parody of the Graduate, which I think just came up. Oh yeah, it did. the The Seinfeld episode where, um, the with the speed dial and his uh, and Lauren Graham's stepmother hitting on Jerry was like a lot of it would cribbed from the graduate the dustin hoffman and bancroft movie that i love so bad and this is another parody jerry must love this movie too where barry is like laying in the pool his parents are yelling at him this is like completely mimics a scene that dustin hoffman does in uh b movie i mean in in the Mm. graduate yeah oh okay i i think that is after uh the scene of like him and adam talking about like uh that barry met a woman yeah and I, I we got to point this out. Adam asks someone, "You met someone? Was she beeish?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Adam says, "Not a wasp. Your parents will kill you." I did not catch that until oh my god, much later. <laughs> I, I was thinking animal. I was thinking insect wasp, and it totally yeah. 
the the ish thing I got, I was like, oh, haha, Jewish. But but then he says when he said wasp, I, that totally went over my head. <laughs> I was like, this is great. It's yeah, perfect. That was funny. Yeah. But here's the weird thing. So like they keep referencing ish like oh, is she ish and stuff like that. But Judaism exists too because Barry yeah. references something Jewish later on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so is is B a religion as well as uh, as well as Judaism? Are there some bees that can convert that, to Judaism? I, I think we're I think we just have to go with Bish that is its own religion. Yeah, be, being Bish is a religion. Um, and you I did worship jump around the queen, a lot. I guess I did. Ju- yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, the queen is probably like the pope of of the Bish religion. Even though Judaism doesn't have that high figure, we, we're mixing. We're mixing religions now, but but it's beish. That's why it's its own religion because it, it agrees with some stuff regarding Catholicism, stuff stuff some stuff regarding Judaism, and also bees, and also it's mostly and, bees, and also bees, <laughs> and also bees are pretty much the only life forms that uh, are beish. But you know they they saw what they liked and and they took what they liked. But yeah, I, I'm going to jump around a lot because I didn't take like like our other reviews. It's not going to be a scene by scene thing, but. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll probably jump around if one of us skips something over that like, oh, I do have to mention this, you know, um, and uh, he also um, so there's that daydream parody where <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. So during the little graduate parody, Barry has a daydream where they're at a picnic and Vanessa kills a mosquito that's on her leg. And she's like, <laughs> oh, and then they both crack up at it. And I'm like, that's murder. <laughs> in this universe but the fact that they're laughing at it was hilariously dark to me i loved the way they cackle at that murder (laughs) especially because we're gonna meet an actual talking mosquito later on yeah no the mosquitoes are sentient as well (laughs) and they have their own religion probably yeah that that was hilarious um i did i did like sugar sugar playing in the background yes yeah (laughs) memeable in its own way mostly for the simpsons episode but but still um and uh here's a dated joke when the next day barry and vanessa are uh walking around the city is you know he's explaining bee culture to her and she's explaining the human world to him and he says tivo you can pause tv that's crazy or something like that and i'm like man talk about a joke that would be lost on anybody just slightly longer younger than you ted you know yeah, I, I I loved this retort though. But Vanessa's like, "What? You don't have anything like that?" And Barry says, "We have hivo, but it's a disease. It's a horrible, horrible disease." Yeah, yeah. The the ladder up to a horrible, horrible disease got me. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. Because he almost like looks off, like like he's like stoic about how bad it is. He's like, "We have hivo, but it's a horrible disease." A horrible, horrible disease. Like looking off, like into the, like reminding himself just how bad Hivo is. But I mean, when's the last time anyone? It's so like a Tivo mention in the wild these days is so oh, crazy. God. It used to be a verb. It was like, oh, I'm gonna Tivo that, you know. And now, do people even say I'm gonna DVR that? You probably say like, oh, I'm I'm gonna stream that later. Like, oh, I, I missed yeah. it the first time. I'm gonna stream it later. Yeah. Or if you've got like, if you've got like sling, like, oh yeah, I recorded that. Or yeah, that's on my. That's on. Uh, I I feel like I would still use the term. It's on my DVR. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about. I forgot that other companies besides like the cable company offered digital video recording like that. 
Yeah. It's it's still kind of clunky. Yeah. It's not where I think it should be, but it's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I because I like legit because I'm an elder millennial still have an actual DVR <laughs> with stuff on it, stuff that is on Hulu, which I also subscribe to. But whatever, that's <laughs> this is my own thing, man. I got to figure it out. Um, and they go into a grocery store where Barry discovers that honey is for sale. Honey that bees make, including Ray Liotta Private Select brand honey with a picture <laughs> of Ray Liotta on it. And she's like, "Isn't that that actor?" And Barry's like, "I've never heard of him." Why this is where I run down. Why the Ray Liotta burn out of nowhere? <laughs> I was hoping I'd find something about this, like maybe their relationship or, or something, but I thought it was odd. Uh, but, but but then I was like, also, but Barry's a B. Why would he have heard of an actor named Ray Liotta in the human world? Um, so Barry wants to get to the bottom of where the honey is coming from, and so he sneaks back to the loading dock where he has a thumbtack fight with a stock guy, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was really funny that he grabbed a little thumbtack and fought Barry Stinger with it. Um, and uh, Barry ends up jumping on a truck bound for a honey farm, and he meets uh, the mosquito Chris Rock. Who, yeah, his name yeah. name is Mooseblood. Because he's going to... I think that that's kind of like what Barry... I mean, that does end up being his name, but... He's going to Alaska because he heard about how great moose blood is. And so when they get separated on the windshield, he yells, B, or something like that. And <laughs> Barry yells, moose blood, just because it's the only detail he knew about his life, I think. But then he <laughs> does end up. Maybe mosquitoes don't have a naming system like bees do, you know? Maybe. So that's just what Who he's knows? like. Well, he's got to call me something. And, and they might not need it because as. Uh, Moose Blood explains all, mosquitoes are out for themselves. Bees are have this hive, literal hive mentality, and mosquitoes it's it's every mosquito for himself. So, what did you think of um, Barry meeting everyone on the windshield? Because he, he meets Moose Blood. Yeah. Moose Blood says uh, it's crazy stuff, blows your head off. Uh, Ladybug says I'm going to Tacoma. And Barry, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the script so I know like what exactly uh, they say. He points to the fly and says, "What about you?" Moose Blood says, "Oh, he really is dead." Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. And, and Barry's just like, oh. <laughs> All right. Looks like, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I thought Chris Rock was just absolutely hilarious. Like, he even delivers, like, a little Chris Rock-style stand-up monologue about being a mosquito. <laughs> um, so we get to Honey Farms, and we learn that honey farmers are doing it to be evil to bees. <laughs> We learned that's that it. That's the yeah, full reason. <laughs> that's the reason. Like making money off of it and providing a food source to humans is second to like being mean to bees. <laughs> God. Well, what do they? What do they say? Is like they make the honey and we make the money. Yeah. And then they're so <laughs> like they unveil their new bee smoker gun, <laughs> and he's like he's so glad that it like has even more damaging. Uh, you know, yeah. smoke to it than his old gun or whatever. <laughs> the the Thomas 3000, 90 <laughs> puffs a minute, semi-automatic, twice yeah. the nicotine, all the tar. <laughs> and then I started wondering, what is bee smoke? Because it, it always came out really weird, and I never really thought of it as actual smoke. I was like, oh, it just kind of looks like steam or fog. But I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that's really got to be smoke. So what are they, what are they burning in there? I should have looked that up. Hang on. I want to find out what, what's okay. in a... Because, um, yeah, I, um, I never considered that they might actually be hurting <laughs> hurting the bees. <laughs> Bee smoker use. There we go. 
Um, Puff smoke in their hives. The smoke doesn't harm bees. It just interferes with their sense of smell, so they don't react to alarm pheromones. Aha! Hmm. Um, Okay, a step-by-step guide to using a bee smoker. Here we go. Uh, Let me scroll back up to the top. What do you put in there? All right, you should know. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Start the fire by using lighter materials such as cardboard, crumpled newspaper, or quick start. Um... And what's the fuel? Stack your fuel. Pine cones, wood shavings, or cotton fiber cotton fiber smoker fuel. Okay, so it is hmm. like burning any, wood anything and that can catch fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So luckily it's not tobacco, but I'm sure this guy uses tobacco because again, he's in the business to make bees to hurt. <laughs> he's in the business to hurt bees. So maybe he does actually use just cigarettes. He just puts cigarettes in it. <laughs> God damn. Um, and the farm hives are bee tenements too. They're like, they're like bee, um, yeah, like little uh, like tenement apartment buildings, uh, which Barry is alarmed at, and even takes little bee pictures of and takes them back to show his parents, who aren't that alarmed. Um, and his uh, talk about how well this joke aged. His much older relative i think an uncle they say later on yeah um, uncle carl yeah so he's got a crazy old uncle who thinks it's a conspiracy theory that joke <laughs> couldn't have been written any better today if, if you'd written it today it's it's amazing <laughs> those photos are doctored like, oh yeah okay you know the, the truth the same uncle carl who dated a cricket in san antonio once <laughs> yeah Oh, what, what does he say? Man, those crazy legs kept me up all night. Hachi, wah! <laughs> yeah. It's a very Kramer line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I liked that, you know, cricket legs do keep you up all night because they make noise. Like, not because you're yeah. having sex with them, presumably, as this bee uncle did. <laughs> or whatever they do with other... That's what I'm like, why are these insects, insects dating outside of their species? I'm like, that troubled me. That, like, a, a bee and a grasshopper got together, or a bee and a spider might get together, you know? And that, that bees think spiders are hotter than bees. I'm like, what? This is all weird, you know? <laughs> like, why are we dating? Um, maybe that makes me a big bee racist, though. Like, oh, we can't date outside of our species. Listen to this guy. We should only stick to, to one. Okay. Um, and he's going, uh, Barry Benson is going to sue the humans for all the damage and the wrong that they've done to bees. And he goes on B. Larry King, which is called B. Larry King. <laughs> it's not a pun. It's not like Larry B. King or something like that. Or Larry Sting. How about that? Um, yeah. It's it's B. Larry King. And Barry even says, like, well, just think about all the bees that stood up and made a difference. Like, B. Columbus, B. Gandhi, and Bejesus, which may be my favorite joke in the whole movie. I loved Bejesus so bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, it scared the Bejesus out of me. That's it, it, amazing. It it wasn't be Jesus. It was be Jesus. It was be Jesus. You're I was right. like, that's. I was like, that makes the whole movie worth it. All 150 million dollars of the budget was well spent <laughs> just because of that joke right there. <laughs> and then from there, Barry and Larry King just kind of like start talking to themselves <laughs> yeah. separately because Larry King has a mention about a uh, stickball and candy stores. Barry says, "How old are you?" Yeah. Um, but. Which is something that the actual Larry King always does is talk about how much he liked playing stickball as a kid and and like his his weird like Brooklyn uh, you know childhood like um, always bringing up stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this is where they bring up the as opposed to beish they bring up that 
Judaism is a thing in, in this universe. Because uh, Barry says, you know, they have a Larry King in the human world, too. Uh, I mean, he looks like you, and he has a show with suspenders and different colored dots behind him, old guy glasses, and there's quotes along the bottom from the guests you're watching, even though you just heard them, at which point that line uh, scrolls yes. across the bottom. Uh, always leans forward, pointy shoulders, squinty eyes, very Jewish. Very Jewish, yeah. Um, and they're on BNN, by the way. <laughs> uh, and so this is where I'm starting to think like that every human has a B counterpart and vice versa, so... I mean, there was a B Jesus. So not only is there Judaism, Bism, and Anglo-Saxonism, whatever you want to say for you know whatever wasps are, uh, Protestantism, I guess that's where um, the religion part of that comes in. So there's all those religions, but there's also B Gandhi, and he was uh, you know a, a completely different religion. Um, there's B Columbus, who presumably was was Catholic, um, and so there must be like a B Hitler. At some point in in history, maybe was there I'm a thinking, bee holocaust? There must have been a bee holocaust. Yeah, perpetrated by a bee Hitler and a and Mussolini bee. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and there must be a bee pope, an actual bee pope out there. <laughs> um, so I just find it uh, kind of disturbing. Like now, I want to know about the whole history of of bees and. Um, so we, we cut to the courtroom, and I liked when Barry is about to get up to speak because everybody leans in to hear, everybody in the jury, and even the helicopters outside lean in closer. I thought that was a funny side gag. But I thought <laughs> this was very funny because Barry gets up and he goes, and he's like, I'm just kidding. And he starts talking for real. I'm like, that's hilarious. The first time a bee decides to talk, they better do it that way because that's funny. Uh, and the lawyer for the big billion-dollar multinational food companies comes in, and he looks like Newman. And I was like, "Oh, this guy should be voiced by Wayne Knight," but no, nope, should should have been Goodman. Yeah, should have been. Sh- should have been Wayne Knight. Uh, name is Leighton T. Montgomery, uh, who is the like you said the legal representative for. Um, what do they what do they say the five big food manufacturers in yeah. in, in the country I, I thought there was definitely gonna be like a, a joke or something in there but there really wasn't <laughs> yeah what they might have been they kind of touch on it later on like uh, I was I was saying earlier but um we'll get to that but um I, I think th- I think this lawyer is meant to represent Jerry's hatred of overweight people as well which sometimes mm, does see that sometimes does rear its head in in Seinfeld you know we've seen. Um, and at least one of the honey food, like somebody should have been Wayne Knight. I can't believe the fact that Wayne Knight is not in this movie is a travesty. It really is. How much better would this movie have been if at all, maybe not at all, but what if it was the same cast as Seinfeld? Like Jerry is Barry, George is Adam. Um, uh, uh, well, Putty can say Putty, I guess. Um, yeah. Elaine is Vanessa, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is Vanessa. And Kramer I is, to, I don't know. Uh, Kramer can be, well, wasn't, I think Michael Richards is in it. I he think is. he's the guy assigning the jobs. I, no, oh, he might be, but I know he's the, um, he's the air traffic controller. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he's got a few little parts yeah, in it, I'd, but I'd rather he I, be a main role. Yeah. I, I really would have liked Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Vanessa, uh, much more than Renee Zellweger. Makes I so think. much sense. And, and especially, like, can you imagine 
uh, the level of marketing that you already described that this movie had. If you have Jerry Seinfeld, Julie Louis Dreyfus, B movie, that be- that becomes yeah. must see. What do you think of Jason Alexander instead of Matthew Broderick? I feel like. I, I liked Matthew Broderick in that role. I think Jason Alexander could have been somewhere else, but where? See, I think Matthew Broderick, it was like, I, I knew Matthew Broderick was in this movie, and it was about halfway through before I went, oh, that's Matthew Broderick. That's like how little I think he added to, and, really? and I like okay. Matthew Broderick as an actor, but I mean, as a voice actor, he's completely, he just he just fades into the wallpaper. He just got too normal of a voice, you know? <laughs> I wonder if next time Jason Alexander puts his cameo on sale for some fundraiser, <laughs> I wonder if we can get him to just record all of the lines of Adam Flamen in a cameo, yeah. and then we can make a fan edit of B-Movie with Jason Alexander as Adam Flamen. What a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. Um, but this is where Barry mentions Honey Burton and Hunron. Honey Burton was a much better <laughs> pun than Hunron, but Enron was still, I think, probably huge news in 2007, so much timelier, but I, I did like I, those parent companies. I mean, I think it was eight years prior of when Enron collapsed. Really? I, I think that was 99, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, um, and so for some reason, I thought this could have been a deleted scene, but Barry calls the real-life Sting to the stand, and it's actually Sting voicing... Sting, and he's saying that, I guess this is like <laughs> B-cultural appropriation, that Sting has appropriated B-culture uh, into his stage name to, to, to use in, in his life of fame. Uh, and yeah, he says it's nothing more than a prance about stage name. Yeah. And then he does call Ray Liotta, <laughs> um, who is voiced by Ray Liotta. And I, I like the way that they boiled down. I like that he's self-aware enough to go like, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a calm guy who's got attention just bubbling under or whatever he says, just to like distill his character. It's great that he was able to to do that because a lot of actors would go, no, I'm more than that. I do more, and I. But Ray Liotta's like, first of all, he's holding his Emmy for like a guest spot on ER, which was funny. Yeah. It's so self-effacing that it just works for me. And um, but it didn't it didn't even sound like Ray Liotta. I really had to go check. I was like. Did they get a guy to impersonate Ray Liotta just to like, because that would be the ultimate burn on Ray Liotta. <laughs> but I'm like, what? it's so out of nowhere. Like, why Ray Liotta? I, I don't know. Um, I did like the line Barry saying to Liotta, this isn't a good fella. This is a yeah. bad fella. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, which would elicit like a brief puff of air out of your nose as an adult. And would go completely over a child's head, which is the best kind of joke. <laughs> well the, worth our time. The, 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 the exact reaction <laughs> is this. It's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, like the movie. <laughs> Your or, or yeah, j- just, yeah, just a simple... <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, do you think there's a bee sting and a bee Ray Liotta? Oh, God. I think there has to be. <sighs> Uh, it just got me to thinking Um, maybe that's why Barry's so mad about there's actually a B Gordon whatever Sting's real name is who does call himself but maybe maybe B Sting calls himself something from the human world like maybe he's just like ass or something (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we have B we have B Gordon what's his last name Gordon Shumway or whatever his name is Uh, yeah we have B Gordon what's his name but he calls himself you know ass (laughs) 
<laughs> because that's what's on a human's rear. Um, and then uh, later on, Barry is eating dinner at Vanessa's apartment when Ken comes in. And he's got a sweet flip phone, by the way, a sweet 2007 flip phone. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he tries to I'm surprised kill... he didn't draw him with like a Gen 1 iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he tries to kill Barry in the bathroom. And with an Italian Vogue, nonetheless, that's a that's a callback to earlier in the movie. Yeah, where Barry's yeah. saying that he lost a cousin to an Italian Vogue because normally they can withstand up to about seventy five pages. Yeah, he gets swatted with a little like super saver or something like that, and it's only about ten pages. But seventy five is fatal to bees, which Ken knows somehow, um, even though he wasn't there uh, during the that conversation. Um, but my favorite part of this is when uh, Ken goes to the shower to get the shower head and. There's a water bug underneath. He goes, water bug, not taking sides. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny to me. Oh, my gosh. And then Barry ends up, like, surfing. Why does every kid's movie has to have a surfing scene, by the way? <laughs> like, you can't it's make like, a kid's movie. Even Ratatouille, let's mention. Like, there's a surfing yeah. in the sewer scene. Every kid's movie has to have a surfing scene, just like every sitcom within the first four <laughs> seasons has to have a wrestling episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when when Barry is surfing on a nail file in the toilet, he splashes some water on Ken's face. He goes, "Oh, poo water," which I <laughs> like. My kids, I, when I thought I saw that, I was like, "Oh, my kids have to be so sorry they decided not to watch B movie because <laughs> poo water is hilarious. Like that's right up their alley right now." But even I thought the delivery, like Pat, Patrick Warburton's delivery, was hilarious. Uh, so uh, Ken does not end up killing Barry. Uh, Vanessa kicks him out. Uh, the next day in court the lawyer antagonizes uh, all of the bees, specifically Adam, into stinging him, reminding the jury why they dislike bees, he says. Um, and this is another, like, within the next minute, another thing my my kids would have loved, somebody sucked the poison from my buttocks and, like, sticks his huge <laughs> ass, like, in the juror's face. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, yelling to, like, the other room, you guys missed out. I bet the Lorax doesn't have hilarious butt jokes like this. <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, wait, hang on a second. Oh yeah, um, I, is this where the smoke gun? Uh, this is the, where yeah. we get. This is where we get Barry and Adam in the hospital. Yeah, because yeah. because they're like uh, watching the trial coverage, and we get Barry and Adam in the hospital. Like I said, there's really not much that happens here. Adam uh, had his stinger replaced by. A little uh, cocktail toothpick that <laughs> yeah. it looks like a sword, which is kind of kind of cool. Oh, I loved those when I was a kid. They're perfect for GI Joe hands. I'm like, it is like God oh, yeah. himself made these for you know little kids who have action figures that can hold these. It's just perfect. But yeah, you're right. This is where they find out uh, because there are people outside the hospital smoking. Adam wants Barry to close the window, and Barry's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Bees don't smoke. <gasps> bees don't smoke. Yes. But some bees are smoking." That's our case. Yeah, yeah, so their case is that the humans are hurting the bees in this way or or harming them in this way uh, in order to uh, harvest the honey. And as Barry uh, calls them, honey slaves to the white man. <laughs> and then, at which point, the one <laughs> the one person of color uh, on the on the defense team just slides over. He's like, I'm not. I'm not involved in this. Yeah. It was what a I weird time it. to bring in race. I mean, I mean, when you <laughs> like you could have just had honey slaves to the man 
But yeah. the fact that he added white man's like, okay, well now there was a B civil war. Now I know that there was a B Confederacy and a B Union and a B Abraham Lincoln and a B Ulysses S. Grant and a B uh, Jefferson Davis and they had a B Civil War over some bees from some other continent working for free. Like it's it just the B universe that that <laughs> single line opened up is just it's just the fact that Barry had to go there. <laughs> There's a B racial system in place. Um, and Barry, so Barry wins the case, and this is the point I think where I was like, oh, "Okay, this movie's about wrapping up," and this is about where there's yeah, still same, half an hour. <laughs> yeah. same. So uh, you know, we get a little a montage of all the changes Barry wants. He wants to shut down the work camps, which is another loaded phrase. <laughs> so, so yeah, that include that implies that there was a B Holocaust, right? Yeah, yeah, or at least like a B internment of. Uh, bees during World War II, perhaps like um, that that happened. I don't I don't know. Um, but how about this? So they're taking all the honey away from the humans, including in their tea. And these police officers attack a grandma and push her down on the table. And she says, "I can't breathe." And I'm like, "Oh, that joke aged like milk." <laughs> Holy like, fuck! It's like obviously it was you know. A, uh, whatever 13 years before George Floyd but like you couldn't put you couldn't write that today like you could not write that joke no, today and put it absolutely in a movie. not absolutely yeah. not <laughs> like the fact that she said that I couldn't believe it like obviously like I'm not offended by it but I'm like could you imagine doing that today like that has that's such a loaded phrase right now um and for the rest of time probably hopefully uh, yeah, just a, it's a, I'm, I, I was more blown away that she said it. I was like, did she really just say I can't breathe? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and so all the bees stop working, and that means that all the flowers don't get pollinated anymore, and there's way too much honey. And uh, yeah, so all of the, the plants are dying, which means Vanessa's flower shop is closed. Um, and I liked um, Barry's line here where he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I thought you might have been doing re- renovations. <laughs> like, as to why your thing is closed. <laughs> he's trying to absolve himself of any blame in this whole thing. There's one line here. Again, I don't know how they didn't do this. Of all the really low-hanging fruit puns they could have made, Vanessa says, and whose fault do you think that is? You know, I'm going to guess bees. Bees? And Barry says, specifically me. Why does he not say specifically me's? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, right there. It it's was. It's right there. It was hanging right there. <laughs> so it's, there- it's hanging so low it's on the ground. <laughs> Their idea is to fly a float from Pasadena and the, the Rose Bowl Parade. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the final tournament of roses yeah. because there are no flowers anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Except for hot as fuck <laughs> Pasadena, California. I thought that was so weird that like I want to know if you're a florist and and you happen to have purchased our our Patreon tier where this is uh, uh that's such a uh, a wide population of people I know. But like it's so funny that she's like talks about like oh yeah, every florist wants to make it there. I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. Really? I'm like when you get into the florist game, you're like, "Well, I mean, it's like getting it, you know, like when you when you're first starting in radio, and it was like, well, yeah, sure, like Z100 or Kiss FM in LA, like those are that's like those are the stations. Yeah, yeah, that's and so is is that the same thing when you get into being a florist? You're like, well, I mean, if I could make it to to the 
tournament of roses that of course is the end game you know i mean I, that's uh that's why i'm in this you know? <laughs> yeah oh i i totally missed this prior to the tournament of roses thing we get a suicide joke yes <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> barry says how about a suicide pact uh vanessa how do we do it i'll sting you you step on me that just kills you twice <laughs> right right my god yeah he like her business is closed and he suggests suicide right away <laughs> I, which I guess is why he like wh- I'm like why was it why would it be a pact why don't you just say hey why don't you kill me please um, why does it have why does she have to die I didn't understand the only thing I think is that her business is closed yeah I mean she's gonna die anyway because all uh, human life will will cease to exist in the coming months apparently right right um, they do tell us that about the bees you know the beehives are are disappearing at an alarming rate I don't know if we were as alarmed in 07 or when we started being alarmed about that but um, I remember. You know, every so often, like, there's a concern that, like, the bees are dying. We don't know why. But when they're gone, that's that's the linchpin of the whole thing. Um, so I wonder if there was some of this plot steeped in that concept. I, I really don't know. Uh, but you've heard that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like, bees are, are, di- are disappearing. We don't know why. Um, but so they get on. They decide to f- steal a float. I did think this was a funny joke that, like, so it's a bunch of flowers and, and blah, blah, blah. So security is going to be tight. And it is like locked up like Fort Knox, which I thought was funny. Um, and they their idea is to steal this float, drive it to the airport, and fly it on an airplane to New York City. So fly fresh cut flowers from California to New York City. You can get a direct, I'm sure, LA to you know LaGuardia <laughs> or something. Um, and Barry does a 9-11, I wrote here. <laughs> Oh my he, God. he breaks into the cockpit and knocks out both pilots. Um, and uh, Vanessa's like, I've never flown a plane before. And he's like, isn't John Travolta a pilot? And she's like, yes. He's like, how hard could it be? And I'm like, now why the Travolta burn? <laughs> I, I liked, um, I, well, I don't know if I like this or not. It, it kind of didn't really have a reaction for me, but Barry's next B joke because he says, I tried to talk to them, but then there was a dustbuster, a toupee, a life raft exploded. Now one's bald, one's in a boat, and they're both unconscious. Yeah. But Vanessa says, is that a bee joke? No. <laughs> yeah, because it did sound uh, weird and convoluted like his last watermelon Guatemalan joke. Um, and uh, then we hear, that, now we hear the voice of Michael Richards, who was playing the air traffic controller. What's his name, Mr. Mr. Ditch something? Ditch uh, Welder, something like that. I I think so. I'm so far deep on the script that the character names have stopped being a thing. Uh, um, yeah, but but it is Michael Richards, very noticeably, and he guides them in, and all the bees suck up the pollen and yeah. distribute Bud, it. Yeah. Bud Bud Ditchwater. Bud Ditchwater. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bud is a bee pun because like flowers and Bud and stuff like that. So there's that. I think. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, so they, they land and the bees uh, redistribute the pollen throughout New York city and presumably the world. I don't know. Um, it wasn't that many flowers, but (laughs) yeah. Uh, and we see, um, they even pollinate Vanessa's flowers, which Ted, did you see what I saw? No. What happened? Street signs, Ted. I love street signs. Holy shit. Do you know where Vanessa's apartment is at now? But Vanessa's flowers. I don't know where her... you think her apartment is above oh. her mm, shop? Might I don't know. Be. I don't know. Okay, but where's her shop at? Vanessa's flowers is at West 67th and Columbus. 
It is not there. It, it's no. It was never there. It was not. It's not real. Uh, but it now uh. at that intersection is an Equinox gym because there's one at every intersection in New York City. Um, a couple of close, a closed natural wellness uh, grocery store or vitamin store or something, which is uh, uh, the other corner across from that is a closed GNC. So people in that neighborhood, they just don't want vitamins. They just don't want them at all. No need. The two stores close. We don't even have room for one store on this corner. We don't want them at all. Uh, there's also like kind of a, it looked like maybe a fresh grocery store called Fresh Ink. But okay. then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Fresh Ink. Maybe it's like a stationary store. Um, but hmm. I, so I don't know. But guess what else is at that intersection where they film Kelly and Ryan? Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. <laughs> Because uh, I saw something, I was like, Kelly and Ryan, it's listed as a theater. And I was like, and I clicked on it, and all these pictures of Kelly and Ryan's theater popped up. I was like, well, weird. <laughs> I wonder if they know. So, uh, like, I, I had to rewind a couple times to see which direction, like, the traffic was going and, and where we were looking up 67th or up Columbus. And Vanessa's Flowers would have been at one of those closed natural wellness or Fresh Ink or the GNC, one of those corners. So it's not the Equinox Gym or Kelly and Ryan's theater. Um, it's one of the other ones, but I just found it really weird. I wonder if Kelly and Ryan know that their theater is at the same intersection as the flower shop from B movie. That's something I'd want to know. <laughs> Historic landmark. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, all the flowers come back and now the flower shop is called Vanessa and Barry and they offer flowers, honey, and legal advice. And, uh, the legal advice is coming from Barry's office. He's talking to a cow who wants to, uh, wants some action taking, taken over, the fact that humans are eating milk uh, or drinking milk and eating cheese and she feels like just a piece of meat ha 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 and uh the mosquito chris rock mosquito uh moose blood comes in and the cow asks oh is he a lawyer too he's like lady i already was a blood-sucking parasite i just needed a briefcase lawyer joke ha ha god always damn. classic uh, and and that's that's pretty much where I stopped taking notes. Is that is that pretty much the end? Yeah, I mean, uh, as a as a reward, Barry becomes a pollen jock. Um, we get Barry saying as he's flying out, uh, like, uh, "Oh, I was dying to get out of that office." I think that's all before the. Uh, or no, no, that's um, yeah, that's after we, we learned like that he's that a lawyer. He needs to go that's find right. tulips. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's like, I was dying to get out of that office. Um, yeah. Didn't we just get like a back and forth between him and Adam? Oh, well, you're, uh, are you thinking about the song at the end? With um, So I let the credits roll while I was kind of like doing some extra homework on this. And at two minutes and 30 seconds left, there's a song called Thinking oh. Bee. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm looking at the script here. Yeah. And it has like the characters with the lyrics of the song. I totally forgot the song was a thing. Yeah. I, I'm, okay. It sounded like something they were kind of, that was cut out of the beginning of the movie because at the end of it, they reference like, you know, so do you know what you want to do for a living? It's like, no, I'm not going to make a decision about what I want to do for a living after a big musical number or something like that. I'm like, oh, this this seems like something maybe that was cut at the <laughs> end that they just shoved in kind of like as a as an Easter egg, like a post-credit sequence because it's it it takes up the last little bit of credits which by the way as i was listening and watching that i noticed that um jerry's wife is listed in the credits as wife support system and his kids are all listed as kid humor consultants so (laughs) uh, Uh, yeah 
Uh, so that's that, and that's it. That is it. Oh man. Well, how do we how do we wrap this up? Uh, I have. What, other... what did you think of it? What did you think of it? I have. If, give give it a score of one to ten. It was better than Deci- I, decimals are allowed. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I, I expected it because it had been so meme to death. Like I mm-hmm. expected it to kind of be bad, you know, because you know, just like no one memes All Star because they think it's a great song. Like you know, yeah. you appreciate it ironically, and so I thought that's what it was going to be. I was like, all right, this is probably going to suck, but uh, you know, it was it was certainly original and funny in a lot of parts, and it parodied stuff that I like, and it was it it's you know curious and and weird and um yeah i i'd say i'd give it like a six i'd say it's better than halfway yeah i i i'm struggling between like a a six six and a half yeah um i i don't know if i could go to a six and a half but i'll i'll split the difference and i'll go uh six uh no i'll I'll just give it a six (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll 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 be there with you i'll I'll give it a six as well yeah i'm not in any hurry to revisit it uh but it was, you know, uh, it was. It surprised me. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and it's it's certainly better than a middle of the road movie. Like they, yeah, they I'd, they accomplished what they set out to do. I'd probably go a little higher if it was a little shorter, because it it's an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I did kind of think some of it was padded, like Sting, for instance. We didn't really need mm-hmm. the the Sting, and for that matter, <laughs> we could have cut out the whole Ray Liotta thing too. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I do have some other uh, interesting things I found out about B-Movie in just a little bit of research. Um, it, uh, According to his... Br- this is something I paused and I couldn't see because I really wanted to know what Ken's favorite movies were if they're not Star Wars, but I couldn't see that. But somebody has done the research as to what his special skills are on his resume. Uh, oh, boy. Bikram, yoga, frozen yogurt, which he loves. <laughs> he loves yogurt night. Uh, that's one thing. Tennis, chopsticks, which uh, Vanessa says... Vanessa does say eating with chopsticks, so it wasn't a, a joke. Um, <laughs> roller skating backwards, topic selection, writing resumes, job interviews, and hiking. Which, what job is he trying to get? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I wish that would have been made clear. I do like putting that your you know your skills include writing resumes and job interviews. I'm thinking about sneaking that into my next cover letter. <laughs> I also excel at writing resumes and job interviews. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> you know. God. Uh, the character Martin Benson, which I think was Barry's dad, is that right? Um, yep. Is a reference to an unseen character in season three, episode 14 of Seinfeld, the Pez Dispenser. Marty Benson allegedly died after Kramer poured ice cold Gatorade on his head after a baseball game. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, Marty Benson. Um, bees in. Oh, here's, uh, here's some questions I had about how close to actual B. Because right away I'm like, all right, come on. As you heard at the beginning, like bees live in houses, bees drive cars. They are, you know, there's a whole bee ecosystem here. But what is actually ripped from the headlines of nature? You could almost call it their bee ecosystem. Oh boy, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, bees. So in the real world, male bees don't contribute at all to the honey making process. It's done entirely by females. Male bees are drones and just hang around the hive to mate with the queen. So what a weird movie this would be if they followed that uh, actual bee physiology. And, and drones have no stingers either. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah. Do uh, only female bees have stingers? Yeah. It's the female wow. reproductive organ and a self-defense method. 
Bees do tend to die after stinging as the stinger rips free of the body as the bee flies away. So I guess just that little bit of body damage is enough to to off the bee. Also, male mosquitoes don't drink blood. Only female mosquitoes do as a protein source for their eggs. And not as sustenance, Hmm. which I've always told my kids. I was like, that's what they eat. That's what... But now I'm going to be able to tell them uh, that mosquitoes, only females mosquitoes do it, and they do it to feed their eggs. Um, And this also says that insects have six legs, not four. I didn't notice that Barry is missing a pair of legs, but that uh, makes total sense. That he's he should have two pair of hands or or two pair of legs. Oh, yeah. Even in the beginning, he has all those sneakers, and I was like, oh, that's funny because he needs a pair for, for all of his feet, but... But no, he just collects sneakers, like the real Jerry Seinfeld, I guess. Just loves <laughs> loves sneakers. Um, Jerry was inspired to write the script after his wife took up beekeeping. Uh, and Jerry felt she was spending more time with the bees than with him and wanted to imagine a world where this was taken to the extreme. And he brought up the idea for the movie at while having lunch with Steven Spielberg. And Steven's, like he brought it up as a joke. Like, oh, I'd like to make a movie where this... And then Steven Spielberg was like, well, why don't you just do it? And I guess they were like, oh, we're too... Rich guys, sure, I'll just do it then. Um, so the B movie has eleven books that are released in conjunction with the film, like all what? sorts of like kids' storybooks and picture books and stuff like that. There's also a B movie video game, which sounds I kn- awesome. I knew about the video game. Have um, you ever seen I, it or or played it or anything? I don't. I, I have not. I don't think it's very good. It can't be. But there's got to be a great YouTube. There's got to be a YouTuber that has done a B-movie video game episode. It has got uh, 3.8 out of 5 on GameStop. Oh, my God. Out of Google users, 92% liked this video game. Okay, that's got to be meme reviews. <laughs> it's got to be, There's no right? way it can be good. Um, the... Game came out before the movie, October 30th, 2007. Yeah. Has a 4.6 on Google um, out of 5, which, again, probably just meme (laughs) reviews. Uh, There's two consecutive reviews that read, My lord, friends of all ages, I have never seen an amazing masterpiece like B-movie game. It is tied for my favorite video game of all time, besides Shrek the Third on PS2. Like Shrek the Third, the characters are so deep and emotional. Barry Benson is amazing. He is funny, cute, blah, 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 blah. Tips fedora, (laughs) m'lady. We gotta play this, don't we? Uh, The B-movie game, full game, long play on YouTube. There we go. It looks awesome. The graphics look awesome, I gotta say. (laughs) <laughs> so it's a five-hour playthrough. <laughs> it's a five-hour playthrough of B movie, the game. That's amazing. It, it looks pretty cool, I gotta say. And any movie, any I mean, any video game that's like a sandbox and you can fly, like I'm in. I love that. Like hell yeah. I won't even play the game. It'll be like 24 hours of me just flying around wherever I'm allowed to fly. Ooh, I am looking at. Oh, screen cap of the game, though, of the tennis scene where Barry first runs into <laughs> Ken. Yeah. And, okay, here, let me, um, I got to share this with you somehow. I think Let's I'm probably, see. hang on, I, I think I'm probably looking at the same picture. Hang on, let me see, because, yeah, it pulled up. So there we go. Oh, yeah, are you looking at the one with, like, Ken's giant red mouth? He looks like he has. A, he swallowed a fleshlight. 
<laughs> <laughs> I think so. I'm gonna throw this in the chat of Zencaster, okay. so you can, so we, so we can actually be looking at the exact same thing. Tell me if that's the same one you're oh, looking he's, at. He's fighting with the uh, stock guy. That looks awesome. <laughs> oh. Okay, let me see. I hope this doesn't screw up our uh, recording when I open something in a tab. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. God okay, that damn. that doesn't look great. I'll give that to you. But everything else looks pretty cool. There's a, a B movie all deaths clip nice. in the game. Jeez, oh, this looks so cool, man. I'm sorry, I, I badmouth the fact that this might be a bad game. Uh, let me see. Oh, did you know that this is the very first DreamWorks Animation motion picture to be released on Blu-ray? Is it real? Yeah, this was it. Oh eight, May twentieth, two thousand eight. When it, I wonder if there is a collector's edition Blu-ray that I can add <laughs> to my collection. Criterion collection. <laughs> Hell yeah. Criterion for Blu-ray. Uh, the film opened in second place to American Gangster. Uh, it made $38 million in its opening weekend. Uh, and based on domestic box office, it did fail to recoup its production budget of $150 million, But with worldwide box office, home media, and pay television, the film ultimately made $293 million, turning a small profit for the studio. And uh, I like the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes of all of their 49%. B-movie has humorous moments, but its awkward premise and tame delivery render it mostly forgettable. I can't disagree. I think that's better no, than a 49%, I, I but I think that's a good Yeah, Yeah, I, I think that's about right. And there were a couple of uh, copyright claims that the Paramount had to deal with before they released it. B-movie is alleged to be similar in concept to a 2000 Swedish animation idea that these students had, which they claim they presented to DreamWorks in 2001 under the name Bibalon. And they said it was, even when the movie came out, they were like, it was way too similar to our idea. All I could see is that they tried to find a lawyer to represent them, but it went nowhere. So I don't think they ever got any money. But a Florida-based cosmetics company called Beesuticals filed a lawsuit over the use of their trademark phrase, give bees a chance, and Paramount had to settle out of court. Or DreamWorks wow. did, or whoever, yeah, whoever they named in the suit. Yeah, I know. I did see in the ending credits that, I think it's Hunex. They were like, th- like hu- the Hunex name, courtesy of Hunex Incorporated. Like, one of the honey names they actually had to pay this company out of England to use Jesus Christ in the thing. No wonder yeah. they didn't make a profit. They were spending too much money. The, <laughs> yeah. the budget was too high just to pay these people for these idiotic phrases or yeah. a, a made up company that you could have easily replaced. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it was Hunex. They were like the use of Hunex courtesy of Hunex incorporated in like, it's in like Leicester, England or something weird like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so that, that's all I have. That's all the extra stuff that I have. But honestly, this, I, I think, um, this podcast went better than I expected. Be, just from the way I was taking notes and, and the way we were running through, I, I think we pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't take any notes. Yeah. This, I think, was, um, yeah, I was, uh, it, it turned, the, it turned out better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I think we're, I, what I think is, I think it was worth the money that people might pay for it. I can say that honestly. God. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all I should got. We just do our, sh- yeah. No, should we just do our normal normal ending? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. Um, is that it? I think that's it. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. <laughs> I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good. Be good. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs>